How are you? Good. How are you? Awesome. How's your holiday? Fantastic. Had uh went camping. Obviously, you could tell from my other background that's that's what we do nowadays. Mm-hmm. Are you back home? Back home. Yeah, I'm uh, in the office. How was your uh, week of working from the campground? Oh, that was three, three, four weeks ago. It yeah. worked out really well. We were at um, we were at a, a KOA in Sunbury, which is just north of Columbus, and uh, the Wi-Fi was great. And I logged into the VPN and uh, put the time in. It worked out really well. So they have Wi-Fi at the campground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have Wi-Fi at most campgrounds. Well, I don't want to say most, but like most of the campgrounds that we end up looking at as Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty good Wi-Fi, or is it kind of dependent where you're at and you the usual factors? Yeah, it's dependent where you're at. Some places, you know, put more time and money into building the Wi-Fi repeater towers and everything than some other places do. But you know, even the spots that don't invest a ton of money into it, if they have it at all. Um, it's still good enough to get through a weekend for most, for most people. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I haven't logged into zoom since the last time we used it. I don't know, <laughs> three months ago. Yeah. And I sign in and I send you a, you know, invite for this. And immediately I get an email from them about zoom pro, like how to upgrade and annual offer 1207 and it's 1210. So amazing how fast they uh jump on it here i guess yeah you know i i know you've said before that the audio for zoom is good and it's been a good experience for you putting it's the sports hacks together i use squadcast for three guys three cities and i i just i have a great experience there and i've never really had a good experience with zoom it just the audio just is never as good really yeah that's surprising it could be me. I granted, like I, I could have a setting off or you know something, um, but I don't. I, I don't enjoy it as much. Yeah, that's unfortunate. What time are you off work? Three thirty ish today. Oh, yeah, okay. I was gonna say if you want top golf, but I can't get there till five. Oh no worries. Oh. I got to get home and take Addy to soccer. Hmm. How's that we going? A, uh, we have a budding footy star. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. I think soccer and gymnastics are, are uh, what we're kind of going with. Was what she wants, so we let her choose. And yeah. That's what she's chosen. That's good. That's good. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. <clears throat> Obviously, we're already in it, but I'm just going to ask you about this because I know this has been a, a previous conversation on a unpublished podcast, Trevor Bauer. <laughs> Um. Just screw that guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You you want to? I lean on starting every conversation like this with the phrase "if it's true" or mm-hmm. "if it happened" or mm-hmm. "if the allegations" and if 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 and if and if and if. Standard disclaimer in two thousand twenty one. Yeah, man, but. I don't think there's an if like she she was unconscious yeah that that takes away that takes away the if yeah i mean okay so i I mean i read a little bit about this did did he admit that she was unconscious 
I don't, I don't know. I don't, I didn't see everything that he said. I read, you know, I read everything, um, like the first few things that came out. I read the athletic article. Um, and I just, I don't see, I, I don't see any way that he's not a, a rapist at this point. Yeah. I mean, I guess if, you know, it's all that she written or she wrote, you know, especially the part where um, she said, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Then, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess it's it's tough to work its way out of it. But I mean, I think he admitted to most of it, saying that they, you know, do those things sexually, which I mean, that's, you know, a different world than I live in. So I'm not going to comment on that. Uh, but I think the, you know, the consent part is is where he gets in trouble. And, you know, I don't know the california laws on this um but i think it's you know the the area of you know public opinion is stronger than than anything else and that's ultimately what will decide what what happens i mean i don't know if they're ever going to charge him and if they do what they're going to charge him with criminally um i don't know i mean major situation go ahead i'm sorry no it's okay major league baseball can't possibly get this one wrong also right i mean they've gotten okay so much wrong but but okay so i'm not you know i'm taking devil's advocate here as as always Uh if they both agree to this whatever sexual thing and there's no proof that she was ever unconscious what does major league do what does Major League Baseball do? Suspend him. For what? Uh, whatever whatever's in their contractual agreements about, you know, conduct detrimental to the team or the league or whatever. Well, you, what, you still got to do it. Okay, but what conduct did he do that was detrimental? I guess if they agree to this sexually, they both agree to this, which they, which they both did, right? And there's no proof that she was ever unconscious other than what she said because the police report is just her words, right? They hadn't done an investigation at that point. Yeah, what sure. It, but, I mean, between the police report and uh, the medical reports and all of the, the pictures and the the black eyes and the bruising and all that, I mean, you, you can say all you want that, you know, oh, they, they might have agreed to it. But if right. one person's going to end up in the hospital and it's that bad, I mean, that's conduct detrimental to the league, r- regardless of whether charges ever get filed. You you cannot do that. You can't even get that close to the edge. Because whatever you want to say about what they might have agreed with, what went on is so close to the edge. There are a million ways for Trevor Bauer to make arrangements right. to do that sort of thing that would be something that would be league approved or team approved right. for you know lack of a better way to Morally say that approved i think is maybe what we're looking for here Sh- yeah. sure yeah. I, I mean you you can't you cannot get that close to the edge and this is me this is me stipulating to the fact that maybe your devil's advocacy has the tiniest bit of a leg to stand on but, well, I don't I don't, think it does. but for the record, I mean, I'm with you. I, I, I mean, the guy's a millionaire, right? I mean, and no one should do this to anybody. But I think, you know, when you're in his position, I think you have to be extremely smart about what you do, especially in these, you know, 
when it comes to this stuff and it's indefensible. You know, I don't, I'm not going to get on the, you know, the guy should never play baseball again train, but I don't disagree with the suspension. I just, I just wonder what baseball does if, you know, at the end of the day, this is all about money or she made a lot of this up or, you know, all this other stuff, you know, like I just don't, as always, you know, I think people just automatically believe what's in the police reports and, obviously we have pictures here so we know a lot of it's true and he has admitted to a lot of it but i just you know what's everyone's line you know before they say that's enough when when you when you get that close to the edge if if you've met that person you've found that person on social media like you met a girl on instagram to beat up during sex right that's not that isn't somebody that's doing that as part of their lifestyle. That's, that's not what, that's not what they do. Not, not when you have the resources that Trevor Bauer does. I agree. That's why I said, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, people always talk about, you know, Jeter and you know how he's, a, you know, the ultimate single guy, or at least he was, you know, back when he was with the Yankees and, you know, no phones, no this, no nothing. You know, when you come in, you pretty much sign this and it's NDA and it, it is what it is. You know, and I'm sort of surprised that Bauer doesn't have this, have an arrangement with somebody somewhere to prevent all this from coming out. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. And I don't know if baseball handled this correctly. I know people are upset with the Dodgers because they didn't suspend him right away. But I think, you know, their contract, the CBA prevents them from doing that and all this other stuff. And, you know, these things are obviously emotionally driven, but. You know, I'm not really sure, you know, what expectations people have and, you know, the guy should never work and, you know, the usual, the usual stuff that everybody says emotionally without, you know, at least waiting for part of the other story to come out. You know, in most cases, I, I, I can see that there would be more parts to the story. There are, and we've had a lot of discussions about things related to this. And I'm probably more, um, probably more likely than you to, to go off on the emotional part of it and say, oh, you should never work again. But I, I feel like even in other places where I've done that, there has been something to the devil's advocate side of that argument. I don't feel like there's anything here that's going to validate Bauer in almost any way, no matter what. Yeah. I, I, and I don't know that he's honestly, I don't even know if he's really looking for validation or forgiveness. I mean, he, he seems like he's, you know, I mean, he and I, I mean, me and him, I mean, I've never met the guy in my life. I'm not even sure if I could be friends with the guy, but I mean, like I'm an emotional robot and he sort of feels, seems like he's the same way, you know, like he just kind of, you know, it is what it is and here it is. But, you know, I'm not certainly putting myself in a, you know, like I would do that to somebody, but I mean, he's kind of like, Hey, this is what we agreed to. And this is, these are the text messages and take what you want out of it. You know, I mean, he just is kind of, it seems like, feels like he doesn't really care, you know, what people think. I don't think he's looking for validation from me. I don't, well, necessarily even think he's looking for criminal validation moral or criminal validation i think he feels like he's fine whatever he doesn't he'll he'll get through it and there'll be enough of a defense and you know whatever it is i think what he needs is 
validation from major league baseball. And I don't, I don't know that he's going to get it. Yeah, I don't. Okay. So the, right. We talk about our other guy, you know, I mean, he gets, he, he gets suspended. I don't know if he goes on the, what's that list when you are suspended, but you're, you know, paid or whatever that is, commissioner's exemption list or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. whatever. And he's on it. Yeah. Well, he's on seven days leave right now, so he's on a different <laughs> list. I thought you were um, talking about the other guy. No, we were, no, no. You talked about I, Mickey Calloway. No, that's for a while. That, that, that's exactly where I'm going. It's Mickey Calloway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I assume that you know this weekend after, which I, first of all, I didn't even know the All Star game was coming up. See, this is a pro- this is another problem. It's major league baseball problem. I have no idea what's going on in baseball because I have YouTube TV and I can't watch any of the games that I care about. Now, there's enough games on TV every night that I can watch, but I get sick of watching the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Angels and the and the Dodgers and whoever. Like, I have no idea what's going on in baseball. No idea mm-hmm. the All-Star game's coming up. Anyway, that aside, I mean, how long are they going to suspend this guy for? Is there like a, you know, a half season, whatever, domestic violence, first time through thing? Or do, do you know what the parameters are for this? I don't, I don't think tiers of punishments for that. So no, I mean, I don't know if he gets, if he gets put on, you know, suspended for the rest of the season or, or if he just gets put on, uh, you know, the, the same list that Mickey Calloway is, and maybe he's suspended for a year, maybe he's suspended for two years. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a different thing with him. You know, even if he doesn't break the law, if he can't play baseball for a season or two, he's, he's probably not really in a position to restart his career after that you do the job of suspending someone indefinitely or banning them from baseball. I mean, you kind of do that job with just a, you know, a one season suspension kind of does it automatically. What else is going on? I mean, you know, speaking of baseball, the Indians are falling back to earth. Were they really good? Were they having a good season? Again, I have no idea what's going on with the team because all I see is negative Twitter. And I can't watch any of the games. So I have no idea what's going on with the team. I, I wouldn't say that. Maybe they were having a good season. Uh, we were nine. Uh, we, I also have YouTube TV, so I can't, I don't watch the Indians anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Indians were nine or 10 games above over 500. They were second in the division to the White Sox. Mm. Uh, Chicago is real good. Uh, this year. So, I mean, that, that's, that's going to be, they're going to be a speed bump to the Indians contending for a while. Uh, and I don't think the Indians are ever going to get over the White Sox, but because of some injuries and because, you know, just some regression to the mean, I think they've lost, what is that going to be? Five, six, seven, eight of their last 10, nine, <laughs> something like that. So the Indians are down to two games above 500. They're still second in the division. But that's mostly just because the Tigers, the Twins, and the Royals are just abysmal. Um, Did they get swept by the Astros? Yes. That's not a surprise. I mean, the Astros are really good. uh, No, not a surprise. Um, But, yeah, I mean, so it's it's a shame for Indians fans. It's, you know, that it it was a cool season. It's going to be kind of fun. You know, the Indians playing well is always fun. I don't get to watch, I don't watch games anymore, but I, you know, I went to a game with you when we ran into Hayden and we, you know, that's that was right. a lot of fun. Just that like feels the, like years ago. I know the, the ballpark's a great place to be, but the Indians are, 
they're going to continue to slide and, you know, they're going to be a 500 or just below 500 team. And while that may, you know, technically make them second in the central because they've got a lot of, you know, games against the twins and the Royals, um, they're not gonna, they're not going to be relevant in baseball for the next few years. How was Seattle? Uh, really, really good. Was in the emergency room on Friday. Okay. So don't uh, don't travel all morning from the East Coast to the West Coast. Get three of those hours back. Go straight to a golf course in the middle of a historical heat wave. And not drink enough water. So I ended up with heat stroke. Um, that lasted a few hours. Yeah. Well, we're, we're all glad you're, you're well. Not all, well, some of us are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Saturday and Sunday were awesome. I mean, Seattle's just a fantastic place. It's just a fantastic place. There's a, there's a lot going on there. Um, it was very cool. I mean, I got to, I went and I smoked a cigar on a kayak in a glacier fed lake. So, you know, wow. the days were good. That, that is very good. Yeah. Wow. It's impressive. Um, so when are you going back? Who knows? A couple of years, probably. Yeah. It's expensive cool. to get out there, man. Oh, I bet. I bet it is. It's all right, though. What is this? Um, what else do you want to talk about there? God, I had something else I was going to ask you about. and Oh, actually, I want to ask you about this. Chris mm-hmm. Paul. Yeah. I'm not a Chris Paul guy. I actually didn't even know he was uh, president of the union or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who are a lot of players. I don't regular people don't count who are uh, perturbed at the length of the season. It was shortened, <clears throat> excuse me, this year to 72 games from the usual 82 because of the pandemic. And obviously the short turnaround from, you know, the finals last year. Yeah. Um, and I guess a record number of injuries throughout the playoffs. What, what do you, first of all, what do you think about what the NBA did with the season? And what do you think about what Chris Paul said yesterday? So the way I would break down what I think the NBA did with the season is it was the, it was the shorter term sacrifice for the greater good. Okay. It was tough for, it was for sure tough for um, the players. It was not, you know, I, I think it caused injuries. I think it caused conditioning issues. I think it made the season harder than it should have been. Um, you know, this season's schedule rolled back a lot of the player protections um, that had been put in place recently. And, you know, people can talk about, oh, you know, these guys make millions of dollars a year and they should be able to do whatever. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But if you want a good product, you need to have healthy players. And so you need to build the schedule around having the healthiest players for the biggest games. Um, and, and that's what the NBA had started to do in this season with the compressed schedule and the lower amount of the, the shorter season. It really, um, it really rolled a lot of that back. This season's schedule was rough. Um, but in order to get back to the regular NBA calendar, 
in order to, in the long run, uh, have the off-season line up with the regular season and have everything work the way it's supposed to be and get all that stuff back to where it's supposed to be and to make the money, to make all of the revenue. The teams needed to make money. The league did it, needed to make money. They needed to hit certain... Um, they needed to hit certain thresholds for their TV contracts, so they needed to air certain amounts of games and all of that stuff. In order for that to work and for the league to be big and fluid and solvent and be the juggernaut that we were used to it being for the, you know, the five or six years before the pandemic, they needed to do this to get there as quickly as possible. And that is that's the way that the league can get back to revenue. That's the way that the players can get back to getting their percentages of that revenue in their salary. Like it, so in the long run, this was the sacrifice that, that needed to be made for that. And it sucked. And honestly, you know, the players union leadership making those sacrifices is, is going to help, you know, tomorrow's stars more than it helps today's stars and you don't often see whether it happened you know on purpose or by accident you don't often see a group of people sacrificing today for the the good of tomorrow and that's what happened yeah i agree with you i don't i don't i really don't have anything else to add to that because i think you pretty much hit it on the you know hit the nail on the on the head there or whatever people say. Um, I'm not necessarily like a big, a big union guy here, but I think that this was a really good move for, like you said, the union and the league. And I think, like you said, there's, there's gotta be a little bit of sacrifice and I don't understand. I never understand why regular people, you and me and, you know, fans who aren't in the league always say like, Oh, it's no big deal. These guys, these guys make million dollars a year and they only millions of dollars a year and they only work, you know, three or four months a year. I, I, I just don't think people understand the grind that the, that the players go through, you know, all season and in the off season and the training camps and stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I mean, sure. Is their life easier than ours? Absolutely. But I think that they put in a lot more hours than people think. And I think that, you know, when you are used to having off four or five or however many months between, you know, the regular season or I'm sorry, between the postseason and, you know, training camp or whatever. And, you, you know, you get it all ripped out. Like, I think that has a big effect on your body, especially when you're, you know, when you play 82 games. And, I, you know, I don't know how many people have been to NBA games or, or know how physical those games are, but those games are very physical. In the, Are they NFL physical? Yeah. No, but they are very, very physical. Go ahead. No, I, I just to echo what you were saying, I tell everyone i think the the biggest difference between being on tv and being live is if you are if you're sitting close to the floor or oh, on yeah. the floor of an nba game and and you truly get to see the size and the mm-hmm. strength of those guys compared to you because you are the prism through which you see everything so you know i see those guys on tv and you know, you see them relationally to each other and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's a little guy. That's a big guy. And he's strong and he's not. And then, and then you see the six foot skinny looking point guard. If you're standing on the floor of an NBA and, the, and he's massive and a hundred times the athlete I'll ever be, you know, and then, and then suddenly 
you see him getting pushed and beat up and slapped and and knocked around and it's like oh, that it's just ridiculous what they go through and look those guys may want to play more um you know they 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 might not want to be to have a schedule that you know manages their load or maybe it's people thinks they're soft or whatever it is but the fact of the matter is as a fan whatever whatever you think they that those players should be able to do if you want to watch good basketball you need those guys in good shape when it's time to play the game and if you're not setting up your schedule and around having those guys in good shape you're not going to see good basketball i mean everybody's complaining about you know the injuries this year and with good reason they should be but that's what you're going to get unless you build all those protections back into the schedule so i'm going to i'm going to just throw this out there i know it's not the same thing as playing obviously you know that i you know officiate basketball and i used to do it at a pretty high level so i'm going to i'm going to just say two things about what you said earlier especially about you know the players and how athletic they are i always tell people you know, because people think that, you know, oh, my God, this is so easy. And I always tell people, look, if you can get to an NBA game and if you can get maybe not floor seats, but if you can get in the first five rows and just see how fast those players go up and down the floor in a regular game, not on television, you will understand how fast and physical those games are. And I will. And, and the other part of this is and again, I know it's not NBA or even Division one, but I worked a, a lot of years where the only thing I did in life was officiate basketball. And I worked about 75 games a year, basketball games, including traveling, going to the hotel every day, you know, living out of a suitcase, going to the gym, trying to get, you know, stay in shape, all this other stuff. And I know I only actually worked, physically worked for maybe three hours a day. You figure by the time you get to the gym or you get to the arena, you go through your pregame, you go to the game, you do the after stuff, you got to drive, you got to do all this other stuff. Again, not NBA stuff because you get to fly, but you still have to deal with a lot of the same things, even at a lower level. That's a hard life, man. Like, if you talk to these people who live out of suitcase suitcases, who just travel around and, you know, go to, you know, obviously, you know, pandemic, pre pandemic, whatever that like, that's not a, that's not a fun life, you know, living your life on a road, sleeping in a hotel, even 40 nights a year, is a hell of a lot more difficult than people think. And then you have to go somewhere and do a job and you got 15,000 people you have to deal with. And again, I get it. You get millions, but at some point it's all just work, you know? And like you said, you might want to work more, but at some point your body just, your body just says, this is it. Like, we can't do it anymore. It's too tough. You need a break. You need a day off. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, look, traveling for work is really, really fun the first time. <laughs> like the first two weeks. It's yeah. fun. After yep. that, it's not. No. <laughs> Especially when you're at the airport and nobody knows how to get through airport security because people only travel <laughs> twice a year or, or like, like twice a decade. Like they have no idea what they're doing. What do you mean I got to take my shoes off? Why did, why did I wear this belt? All the, like, it's not fun. It, it, it's not fun. People, oh, no, man. I want my flights to board at four in the morning or midnight. Oh. Like, those are the two acceptable times. Yeah. And I'll work yeah. my schedule around not having to deal with long lines. Yeah. And direct <laughs> flights if you, can, if you can do it. Yeah. Because the less times you have to deal with grandma at TSA, the better off your life is going to be. I can tell you oh, that. Yeah. And again, obviously, you know, the players don't have to deal with TSA or the rest of us at TSA. But. I still would not wish their schedule on anybody. You know, I have a couple of friends who work very high level basketball, division one, a couple work in NBA, NBA, they travel commercial division one, they travel commercial, but it's, you know, it's probably 75 flights a year in a four or five month span. And they all tell me that the hardest part of their job is getting to the airport, the traveling. It's the worst part 
of working at those levels because of all the people and all the flights and all the changes and all this other stuff. So it's not easy, you know, no matter, no matter what you think or no matter what you feel or no matter what you've seen, like being an NBA player is not as easy as people think or NFL or baseball. You know, you might have all the charters in the world, but you still have to, you still have to get on the plane, you know, and you still have to deal with all the, the nonsense that comes with that. Baseball would be brutal. Baseball's well. I'm I mean, you're three, four days in the same place. I don't. You get a charter. Like I don't think. I actually think basketball's the worst. I think basketball's the worst because hmm. I think all those guys yeah. are seven feet tall, and you got to find try and find a plane that fits everybody. I mean, we're splitting hairs there, though. I mean, the, the yeah. point is, you you know, this season was hard, and it mm-hmm. and yeah. it sucked for the players, and it wasn't great for the fans. But there's so much behind the scenes financially. Mm-hmm as it relates to TV contracts and, you know, thresholds for ratings and thresholds for broadcasts and uh, thresholds for attendance and, you know, all that stuff that this year needed to suck in order to make the next five to 10 years as healthy as it possibly could be. And the, and the NBA just signed a new couple of TV deals, correct? With ESPN yeah. and TNT. So, mm-hmm. I mean, financially they'll be, you know, like you said, they'll be great though. I mean, the ratings were through the roof this year, you know, throughout the regular season and obviously throughout the playoffs. So, you know, I'm not necessarily thrilled with a lot of the, you know, the changes they made as a fan, but I think, you know, I'm really interested to see what this midseason tournament is going to be like next year. Like everybody's like, oh, it's going to be terrible. It'll be great. I'm sure it'll be great. You know, we'll all say, oh, it's going to be the worst thing ever. It'll be great because the All-Star weekend is terrible. So if they replace that yeah. with anything else, it'll, it's it's already a win because maybe I'll watch in February. I don't know. I mean, we're going to talk about it. It's just yeah. like the play-in tournament. You yeah, know, you could argue, you could argue the mechanics of the play-in tournament until we're blue in the face. You know mm-hmm. what we did for three months this year? Talked about it, right? And then we all watched it. Absolutely, <laughs> we're going to watch. It doesn't matter what you put on TV. We're going to watch. Yep, it's like Bill Cosby. People are going to watch that interview. I know nobody likes the guy. Nobody wants to talk about him. But as soon as somebody puts him on TV, people will watch. They're going to watch. It's fine. You don't have to admit it. You don't have to tell anybody. You can keep it a secret. But we know you watched it. <laughs> We all know. We all see it. We all see it. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. It's okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a good one. I would have finished that off with a zinger, but I have no, no zingers okay. for that. It's okay. Sometimes it just comes out of me. No, okay, um, keep it in. <laughs> uh, what else? Anything else? Oh man, uh, I think that Shikari Richardson missing the Olympics because, or possibly missing the Olympics because of. Uh, Marijuana positive is an abomination. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait, wait. Obviously, I have no idea what's going on at the Olympics. But wait, what? What's going on? Uh, Shikari Richardson is um, like the fastest woman on the planet, or something. She's amazing. She dominated all of the trials. Oh. Okay, and uh, it turns out she smokes marijuana. Yeah, like this is the biggest shocker in the world. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm and it's gonna, legal, by the way, where she's from. Okay, but it's not federal legally, like sure. legal. Sure, not, sure, so, sure. Yes, I yes, mean, yes. The state rules me nothing. Um, sure. Okay, so l- th- let me tell you something. The only person I know that's in the Olympics is Simone Biles. That's it. Oh, she's the greatest. Yeah, yeah. So, Holy it, shit. so I don't know. Th- this is obviously a marketing problem, and, and I like track and field. Like I'll turn on the trials and I'll watch and I'll go, oh wow, that was really good, and I'll turn it off. I have no idea who these people are. Yeah, none. I, this person, what's this? What's this young lady's name? Shikari Richardson. So is this? So the last thing I heard about in the Olympics or the trials, other than Simone Biles, was the person who 
either uh, knelled when they played the national anthem or didn't stand or whatever it was. That's it. Like, I have no idea what's going on in the Olympics. When did those things start? When does it start? The Olympics. Do you know? Uh, Is it next month? It's got to be soon. It's got, I think it's, it's got to be this month. Yeah, I think it's got to be this. I don't know really either. I just know it's Shakari Richardson. Um, What's she run? 100, 200, 4 by one four by 4 uh, all those, but the 100 okay. predominantly. Okay. Let's see. Friday, Friday, July 23rd. Look at that. Okay. So two weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Opening ceremonies in uh, Japan, right? Yes. Uh, Tokyo. We were talking about that with Seth in the Slack. Oh, right, right. So, yes, we were, <clears throat> which was a good conversation about um, hockey. How about that kid yesterday? The kid who uh, uh, took the mortar to the chest. I mean, I don't know the circumstances around it, but man, you got to leave fireworks to the professionals. So I'm, I, so I'm not a fireworks guy. So, I, but I will admit, last fall my friend had a big party up in Catawba, which is you know the islands up around here, mm-hmm. and I took a bunch of fireworks, the, the mortars. You drop them in, you shoot them, they go up, they boom, right? Like simple, easy ones. After I read about all the people this weekend who either took one to the chest or took one to the chest or had one blow up in front of them, I'm never touching fireworks again. I'm done. And then do you remember, do you remember the girl from independence actually from Brexville who got, who died like 10, 20 years ago? Yeah. In independence fireworks. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have a group text. One of the guys who I didn't know, I hang out with these guys every weekend. One of the guys I hang out with is, was that girl's neighbor. Knew her very well. Told me the story, you know, told me a little bit of the backstory. I'm never touching fireworks again. People, if you have kids, get rid of the fireworks. Yeah. Let, there's, let no, the professionals there's no reason to. Yeah, there's absolutely no reason to do this. There's absolutely no reason. There's a fireman who, uh, I guess, almost blew his leg off because of firework. Didn't light on time. He's standing over it, trying to figure it out, and it blew up in his face. Almost took his leg off. Yeah, I used to be into him and, and blow him off and have people over and have big parties and mess around. And I did just young and stupid and incredibly lucky that I got through my young and stupid phase without any serious injuries. Um, I mean, without many serious injuries i guess i shouldn't say any right. um but uh but man never again that's it's crazy like fireworks and sparklers and that's good enough for me yeah i just i i don't know like i said you know the mortar thing i was like oh this is great i just put it in there and i light the fuse and i run like a you know like a third grader and it goes up in here and a big boom and it's great but you know then you don't think about these you know these you know these things falling over and shooting the wrong way i guess i never considered it even though, right? I mean, we hear about it all the time. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. And <laughs> not I'm not a PSA all. guy. I'm not public service guy. I, you know, I don't really care. But don't t- don't let your kids do it either. No, I Might like this tough. turn for you. I like Damien becoming the 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 soft public service nah. announcement guy. No, you thanks. need to care about us. Nah, nah, nah. Just don't do it. I just I I mean, I'm I'm telling you, there were probably you know Reddit. There's probably twenty stories in there about people getting injured or getting killed or whatever this just this weekend obviously you know it just came off the holiday yesterday or friday or saturday whatever day it was um like what like just go watch the fireworks my mom said they lit off fireworks for her neighborhood she lives in the inner city of cleveland from 6 p.m until 3 p.m on the 4th where did people get all these fireworks from stores man i thought they were illegal in ohio no, you can go. Oh, you can buy fireworks all over the place in Ohio. Oh my God! She said they weren't like the small ones. She said they were like what you'd see at 
you know, at, at progressive field. Like, well, I don't know if they're that good, okay. but I mean, I mean, I didn't, no, no, no. I mean, I'm not saying that good, but like just right. big and loud and, you know, I'm not saying yeah. every single one of them, but like, no, aerial how, explosions, man. Yes. How, like, how, why do, why do people do this? Is it that hard to drive down to Edgewater? I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you're, you're asking me questions. You're, you're preaching to the choir here. I don't think it's necessary for people who aren't professionals to be messing around with fireworks. Right. right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't just, it's frustrating. You know, people, I mean, I do a lot of stupid stuff in my life a lot. Like I'm the king of stupid stuff, but never again. I've learned my lesson and I didn't even do anything. Nothing happened to me. I don't know if you're the king of stupid stuff. I flew all the way to Seattle to go to the emergency room. Uh, I, I really want to see that hospital bill when you get it. I just want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. But I like I can't imagine not only out of network, but like eight time zones away. Like I just I just really want to hear what that's yeah. like. They probably don't take my insurance. We'll see. Yeah. 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 If you want a 50 percent loan, I guess I guess I can spot you. Are you kidding? I'm gonna ask for uh, I'm gonna ask for gift cards to their hospital system yeah. for for Christmas. No, no kidding. Like take out another mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I joke with you because not because I don't care about you, but because like that's the only thing that people talk about in this country is how much Medicare medical care is, and then you fly you know four hours and go right to the hospital. Yeah, it's uh, was not ideal. No, less than ideal. But you're okay. That's all that counts. I guess I'll just I'll just pay for the lizard next time we go. Oh, well, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set that up. Uh, I'm going to set that up quickly then if that's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. It's OK. I got you. We'll, we'll, we'll have a fundraiser for you, too. <laughs> Could you? Yeah. We'll have Alan call in. Well, I mean, he drove me. Oh, that's nice of him. <laughs> How's that explorer of his? Is it very nice? It's very nice. Yeah. Did you were in the front or the back? Uh, the front most of the time. Oh, Honestly, uh, I'm not sure. If <laughs> oh yeah, because I guess you were having a stroke, so you don't know what was going on. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a real stroke. I mean, if anybody <laughs> fast forwarded past the first couple minutes, yeah. it was heat stroke. A little different. Yeah. Still, uh, in the still wasn't super conscious, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even. You know, I don't even know what a. I guess it's one of those things you know it when you feel it, right? Is that? I mean, I assume you're not heat stroke guy, right? Like you don't have them often. I've never heard no. of this before. So I mean, you must have just gotten what, like, really dizzy and said, "Oh shit, I can't feel my legs and I gotta go." Or? I thought, like at first, I was just nauseous, and I thought that I just drank myself into oblivion, but it turned out not to be the case. Alcohol. Yeah. Well. No, 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 no. I'm what I guess the way I'm saying is, is like, I mean, you had just gotten there, so you couldn't have had five thousand at that point. Actually, right. you know what? I don't even know if we want to have this part of the conversation. But listen to the three guys in three cities podcast, the okay. latest episode. Okay, That's is it all one. on there? Is it all? Is it all there? It's all on there. Okay, well, we don't need to repeat if you did it there. We'll just defer to that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go over it. to there because, and it's it's yeah. quite a story. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, anything else? No, uh, it's uh, go time. I, no, I'm, I'm actually it. hungry. Go eat some lunch. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to eat today. That's the problem. So I'll find something. Someone else. Burger King. Oh, my God. 
Do you know something? Maybe. I love Burger King. Same here. What do you get? Uh, I got the spicy chicken sandwich today. Is that your favorite menu item for Burger King? I don't know. Uh, maybe the Whopper, oh, maybe the there. spicy chicken sandwich. I'm a double Whopper with cheese guy. I'm a, say, I, I'm a single Whopper at this oh, point. Come on. Sorry. I'm trying Look to lose weight. Okay. I'm not saying you go there every day. Oh, we're not supposed to do that? <laughs> it must be right down the street from you. Yeah, the, there's a there's a McDonald's and a Burger oh, King right well, on yeah, East yeah. 55th. Yeah, I know exactly where you're at. Yep. That's right. That's right. I used to like that McDonald's a lot, but now it's a disaster. It's not great, yes, yeah. but it's still the only one close. Yeah, the next closest one is a clinic, right? Yep. Which, it looks new, but it's not very good. Well, I'm also not driving all the way over there if I can just pop the over to 55th. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You you got to try Szechuan Gourmet. Have you been there? It's a Chinese place I go to. No. Is it's it like, over by me in Midtown? Uh, Yeah, it's 36 and... Superior? Szechuan Gourmet. Um, I don't know, because I can never spell uh, Szechuan, right? It doesn't matter. Come... Come eat lunch with me one day. Yeah, thirty six and something, East seventeenth, seventeen thirty five, East thirty six. So, yeah, I'll for go sure. Out there, this in your pain, right by pain. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'll go out there for sure. Yeah, we'll go. Uh, we'll do lunch there one day. They have this very spicy food that you either will love or you'll kill me about. So, whatever. I'll love it, and then it'll hurt me later. But I'll still love it. Uh, well, that's a lot of things in life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, um, Josh Flagner on Twitter, correct? Yes, sir. And Instagram and Facebook. And that's my email. Okay. And then um, three guys, three cities at three guys, three cities with the number three on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. And then that's how I find it on the podcast is the number three. Or is it spelled out on the podcast? The title is three guys, three cities spelled out. But if you find me on Twitter or Instagram, all the links are there. Okay. Uh, I'm Damian Bowman on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I mean, it's really not worth your time to follow, but I guess if you want some sarcasm in your life, you can show up for a couple of minutes. The Slack channel is real good. The Slack. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you can send uh, Josh and I a message to get into our super secret Slack where we talk about insurance. (laughs) I swear it's better than it sounds. (laughs) Uh, That's it. Thanks, everybody.